In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. It's going to be one incredible spring, one even better summer, one unbelievable fall. With Atlanta sports trips, there's a goal to take Atlanta and Georgia sports fans on the road to see their favorite teams play. You're a fan of the Bravos. You want to go with us to see the uh, good guys play in Wrigley Field. We have a trip for you August 4th, 5th, and 6th, which is a weekend. Picture Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Wrigley Field with one or two games options to see the Bravos and the Cubbies at Wrigley Field. A very cool meet and greet with Jeff Francoeur that's going to happen Saturday night after game two of that series. Overall, just a fabulous weekend. Now, there are also three Georgia trips up at atlsportstrips.com. A cool local trip bussing from Atlanta to Athens to see Georgia and the Gamecocks. A trip to Knoxville to see the Dogs in Tennessee. And a trip to Nashville, one of my favorite cities, to see Georgia play Vanderbilt. And we've got a Falcons trip planned for you. The Dirty Birds are going to be in New York against the Jets with a date to be determined. Atlanta United trip planned for you coming up Memorial Day weekend and a Georgia Tech trip to South Florida to see Miami. So you are covered. Everybody is in. All you have to do is book at atlsportstrips.com. A $99 deposit will guarantee your spot on any of the trips. Go to atlsportstrips.com today. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. I would be Matt or Matlana. I didn't give myself the nickname. I earned the nickname. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. All right, we are graced by a uh, big timer, a Maka in the business. He is Braves beat writer uh, Mark Bowman, who's kind enough to join us here in studio. I wish it was under better circumstances. I want to talk to you about more fun stuff, but uh, Bo, news came out this morning, and we were all wondering and waiting after Snit the other night told us that Max probably wouldn't make his start on Wednesday. Now we find out he's going on the IL with a right for or a left forearm strain. This is not going to be two weeks. It's certainly going to be longer. So give me your just first reaction to the uh, to the news and what it means for the rotation. Well, I, I I didn't necessarily know it was forearm. I had a feeling that it had something to do with his arm. Uh, so the reaction was, uh, I, I guess, kind of like with with Kyle Wright last week. We didn't they didn't say tear, right? With the shoulder, he said strain. Now. Okay, that's good. They didn't go strain or go with a tear there. With Max, the good thing is that what we're hearing, yes, it's it's forearm. Now that's always you're like, oh no, does that mean elbow? It's always does that mean Tommy right. John? Right. And to hear what they, you know, the Braves said that the MRI doesn't show that. You know, he's going to be down probably two months. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say you know you, you sit here and you say it feels early in the season, and the reality is he could be out until the All Star mm-hmm. break. I mean that's. That might even be best case scenario. We're basically talking two. We're two months away from the All Star break. Do you know now. the timeline on this in any way? Because I saw your tweet where you gave the velo yeah. breakdown from his starts, and on Friday night, I mean, maybe his throws to first were affected. Who knows? Or just in general, but it wasn't this precipitous drop that we've seen before, right? Where a guy's like ninety five, ninety six, and then he's ninety one, ninety two. So, what do you think the timeline was for him? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, from what I understand, like his last fastball that night was ninety four point four. So that was basically that, that's everything he had. It, it wasn't necessarily arm strength he but what he told the Braves was something just doesn't feel right you know it's not that hey I didn't have the arm strength not that hey I my command wasn't great because 
really, you go in, what was that, the, the sixth or seventh inning when they scored all the runs right. against him? You know, the, the error, the, the one bad throw, there was a little bit of miscommunication there on the pickoff. Um, it just was an odd night all around. So, so something that I, maybe this does make sense. Maybe there was just something slightly off uh, throughout the night, but it wasn't apparent. It wasn't like, oh, no, his velo's down two or three you know, miles an hour or anything like that. So, um, you know, the hope is, I guess, best case scenario is he rests for two or three weeks, mm-hmm. which I think you have to rest or for least, two weeks. Right. You know, you, I mean, that's minimum. And then probably three weeks just to make sure he's right throughout the rest of the season. Then all of a sudden you've got to start building yourself back up. You're throwing from 90 feet. You're throwing through 120 feet. You're building your arm strength up. And then and all of a sudden you're starting to, to do bullpens. And then you do live VP. And then all of a sudden you're – two-inning start, a three-inning start, a four-inning start. That's why we're looking more like, you know, two months. Well, and then we're hoping there's no hiccups. Right, exactly. setbacks along the way. Mark Bowman with us from MLB.com in studio. Um, I'm going to ask you about Kyle Wright in a minute, but in the meantime, we all assume it's Dylan Dodd, mm-hmm. Jared Schuster, and I know the listeners all want to know about Sorokin. While the numbers the last couple of starts haven't looked good, I would assume for the Braves how he feels, how the velo is, how his pitches are working – that's probably as important as the the line we'll show you after a start yeah yeah they want to take it easy with him they've skipped you know they, but one day they or one turn they skipped a uh, gave him you know skipped his him in that rotation you know they're taking it easy with michael and and the last two starts he's given up 17 hits and that's seven innings just look at that you say wow okay if you take you break it down a little bit more only three of those have been extra base hits and those are, are just doubles there's no home runs hit against him or anything like that you know there's a lot of ground balls I, from without watching every both get starts. A lot of ground balls are finding their way through. Uh, you know, with a ground ball pitcher, it happens. Um, you know, the thing with with Michael, I think we all want this for for Mike. You know, we we all want it to be a success successful return. The Braves want it to be a successful return. But in, when you're management, you also have to look at the reality and say, Hey, look, I will use Michael. Well, you can't you can't depend on that. You 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 know it's it's like it's like gambling on sevens and eights and blackjack. You know what I mean? You know it just it's you don't know exactly what you're going to get until you get a, you know a string of you know this is still a small sample size. Sure. He's made five starts at Gwinnett. Yeah. How is this Achilles? It's going a hope to, more than a you can yeah, depend on. Yeah, it'd well, be great for him to come and, and and contribute at this point this year. So. With that in mind, though, those are the three, and maybe you know more about organizational depth, but we know the Braves have made moves the last few years, whether it was the Olsen deal or whether it was the Sean Murphy deal, so they're, they don't have as much in the way of pitching depth. And the timing of this, this is the good and the bad, right? It's May. You'd rather have it happen now than in August. But if it happened in July, you'd say, well, we'll go make a trade. There's not going to be a trade made right. for anything of substance for several months. So it's in-house and I think those are the only three I can come up with that are close. Yeah, and it's we're very fortunate to even see that Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster even became candidates this year because going into spring training, I don't think we were really – certainly weren't talking about Dodd. Right. You know, and, it, and it, you, you looked at uh, Schuster. He was behind Ian Anderson, Soroka, and uh, – Elder, least, least, yeah. Yeah, Elder, all of them. So, you know, we're, we're down to this point right now um, to, to where you're relying on these guys – yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to to make a play for someone, you know, hope to at least get innings out of, you know, somebody who is uh, – but but it's those kind of guys just aren't available, no. like you said, right now. Well, and the guys you would have available, and don't laugh, 
it's going to be the Tommy Malone types yeah. who are in AAA and they're extra depth or somebody else. So that's not going to no. accomplish anything, which brings us back around then. Do we know anything? And the Braves are tight-lipped and they should be on, on injury stuff. But do we have any kind of inclination on Kyle Wright? No, I think he's kind of he's along those same lines. You know, the fact that it's he had the shoulder issue in January. Uh, this is another one. You, you've got to just basically shut him down for three weeks again they, they already shut him down for three weeks in january he stopped throwing for three weeks in january remember so After this is shot, yeah. you're going to do this this again and then build him back up that's all-star break again at best you know um you know the one thing i was not in miami the one thing that was concerning you know but the, the you know for those who did the interview after the game was that the tears in his eyes he just knowing that this isn't just a sore shoulder, you know. This it didn't feel right, and you know the frustration. Um, you know that that leads you to wonder if you know if it could be a longer thing. And you, you hate it for the kid when he. I mean, his story's just been so such a roller coaster. He here finally now. broke through last year, yeah. and you were hoping he would continue that. But it, a couple of things this speaks to. Number one, this is the danger. Anytime you're talking about long-term pitching, and I'm I'm not you know specifically you know looking at uh, max freed in this case but you know over the next year and a half we were all going to get into the max long-term discussion and pitching is such a a roll of the dice because of the injuries that the braves are smart in a lot of cases to wait to watch this stuff play out as i want max here for the rest of his career but who knows what the next six 12 months are going to look like now. yeah yeah if you're going to take the gamble on the pitchers it's, is it a gamble to, to give that money to spencer strider right now sure it mm-hmm. is but at the same time, these are the years that you can – it seems to be easier to predict where they're going, especially with a guy like Strider who's already had TJ. Now all of a sudden you, you go those six years and, and hope that that elbow stays sound and, you know, if that six-year deal or whatever, you give that six-year deal and when they're 30, you don't really – you're paying for past performance while knowing that father time is going to – remain undefeated well, the rangers about jacob de gram and, and yeah. carlos rodon with yeah. the yankees so the obvious next question then becomes because the braves and it's early very early but they've built themselves a nice cushion they've got a very good record they might just have to outslug some people in some of yeah. these starts i mean it's just kind of and the good news is darno's back yeah. you've seen some signs of life from ozuna i don't know how long it'll last but signs of life we know what the rest of the the offense can produce so they're Going to have games where they just might have to win nine six occasionally, yeah, and they're going to be capable capable of doing that. You know, you want to see Austin Riley wake up a little bit. He will. Uh, you know, I still think that you you put with Acuna, Olson, and Riley. That's as good as it gets at the top of the lineup. Even with the Tatis back with the the Padres, this is this lineup still has the potential to be great. And if Ozuna, if this has not been false hope, even if it hasn't, mm-hmm. just that Darno's back and Michael Harris is back and I really I believe in what I've seen from Rosario in terms of there's at least enough power mm-hmm. here and there it's from sustainable, there. Sustainable, right? Yeah, um, there there there's bottom of the lineup production there to complement, you know, or to to you know even create more opportunities. Let's put it that way for that top of the lineup, which is as good as it, it, there is in the game. Especially, I forgot to mention an MVP candidate there, Sean oh, yeah, Murphy. That guy, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, again, it's not great news. It's not good news, but it could have been worse if we would have heard the dreaded uh, Tommy John or the UCLs or UCL. So we'll see if uh, maybe Max is back, like you said, in a couple of months. We'll cross fingers and hope that works out. Mark Bowman stuff is a must-read on MLB.com. He's a must-follow on Twitter. And I don't mean the fake Mark Bowman. I mean the real. He's pretty good, though, He is too. pretty good. Yeah. That guy's, he's got you down yeah. pretty good. But the, the real Mark Bowman on Twitter. <laughs> Bo, thank you. Thank you.
It's going to be one incredible spring, one even better summer, one unbelievable fall. With Atlanta sports trips, there's a goal to take Atlanta and Georgia sports fans on the road to see their favorite teams play. You're a fan of the Bravos. You want to go with us to see the uh, good guys playing Wrigley Field. We have a trip for you August 4th, 5th, and 6th, which is a weekend. Picture Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Wrigley Field with one or two games options to see the Bravos and the Cubbies at Wrigley Field. A very cool meet and greet with Jeff Francoeur that's going to happen Saturday night after game two of that series. Overall, just a fabulous weekend. Now, there are also three Georgia trips up at atlsportstrips.com. A cool local trip bussing from Atlanta to Athens to see Georgia and the Gamecocks. A trip to Knoxville to see the Dogs in Tennessee. And a trip to Nashville, one of my favorite cities, to see Georgia play Vanderbilt. And we've got a Falcons trip planned for you. The Dirty Birds are going to be in New York against the Jets with a date to be determined. Atlanta United trip planned for you coming up Memorial Day weekend and a Georgia Tech trip to South Florida to see Miami. So you are covered. Everybody is in. All you have to do is book at atlsportstrips.com. A $99 deposit will guarantee your spot on any of the trips. Go to atlsportstrips.com today. Home field advantage exists in baseball. Insurance, too. Your local trusted choice independent insurance agents are active members of your community. They'll always have your back. Find a local auto, home, or business insurance agent at trustedchoice.com. There are some iconic Atlanta brands that sum up our city perfectly, like Delta, Coca-Cola, and the Old Fourth Distillery. Well, great news, folks. Old Fourth Distillery is back, and they're better than ever. One of Atlanta's best-known brands is back under new ownership. Old Fourth Distillery has big things in store for you in 2023. We're talking Atlanta-made vodka, Atlanta-made gin, and Atlanta-aged bourbon. You hear the theme there? Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. Old Fourth Distillery, back to our roots, using original recipes that Old Fourth was originally founded on. New owners, same brand, better products. Find Old Fourth brands available at most Atlanta retail locations or online at O4D.com. That's O4D.com. Old Fourth is Atlanta's first distillery since Prohibition. Find Southern Spirits, established in 2014. All right, so let's update the folks. The Falcons signed Trey Flowers, guy who's been a starter before with Seattle and then was released and went to Cincinnati. He's played a couple of positions. I imagine it's going to be a one-year deal for a little bit of money. Los, that was their 90th roster spot that they filled. That doesn't matter. It's May. They can juggle the roster. If they see something they like, and you have to value it with how much money will it cost me and how much time will they get, it's kind of the discussion point they have to be having. And they filled one of those spots, I think, with some of the depth in the secondary. And I think another question you have to ask is, will this block a, a developmental player? Right. Do, you, have you, do, how do you have somebody on your roster right now you've drafted over the last two years if I'm taking an opportunity away? So, for instance, when you have somebody who might be uh, a middle linebacker, you say, well, wait a minute, I took one in the second round. He's got to get on the field. That's why you're really judicious with who you spend on as we get into these veterans into June. Well, I think it's a good point. So if everybody's still screaming, let's get another edge. Okay. So look at the edge room right now. It might not be the names everybody wants, but you've got Calais Campbell and you've got Bob Dupree, but you drafted Arnold Ebicchetti, right? And you have D'Angelo Malone. Those might not sound like the sexiest names. They want those guys to eventually be the guys. And while Bud Dupree and Calais Campbell can be big parts of this year's team, if you added another edge, now all of a sudden you are slowing down the potential development of two younger draft picks. And let's talk about a couple of them that are out there. The guys that are still out there that are all in their 30s. There's a Leonard Floyd that is out there. There's a Jadavion Clowney who's still looking for work. Uh, there's Frank Clark. So you've got some guys that do have some level of accomplishment. But that's the question. How many snaps? And does that take away 
from Ebiketti and his development. And so that, that's that's where I think it's an important uh, you know important thing to, to think about how many snaps and how much money and does it take away from a younger player. Well, that's the distinction, right? Because if you're Frank Clark, who's played for Kansas City championship contenders, or Leonard Floyd, who two years ago was a part of a Rams championship team, while they might just go to the highest bidder, that certainly could be a part of it, Los, those sound like hired guns that are going to play what they hope is significant roles and if you're the Falcons, at what expense? Well, you want to be better and make the playoffs. We know this isn't close to a championship team yet, so I don't know if the fit makes sense. And sometimes you're also looking for that player who just might be looking for that next opportunity, and maybe he can grow within your program. For instance, a guy that we're familiar with is Isaiah Wynn, who's out there, who was playing, uh, you know, drafted initially looking like he was going to be a guard in the NFL. He played tackle in New England. He's 27 years old. He's still out there on the market looking for his next team. So if you were to tell me, hey, I, I've got a spot, Maybe a guy who might figure it out here. Maybe he works for me long term. Remember, you just finished using a trade-up opportunity to move up into the second round and get the guy that you believe is going to be that other starting guard for you. And it's at a great price. While the draft capital, it cost you a fourth rounder to move up six spots. Their hope is if, if Matthew Bergeron's ready, he starts from day one. And if he's not, my guess is they would rather have one of their own who knows the system, who's already getting paid in Matt Hennessy until Bergeron would be ready. You could bring Isaiah Wynn in. He might be better than both. Let's just assume because he's got experience. Let's say he blocked both from playing. Does that benefit you long term after you just spent a second round pick on Bergeron? No, not at all. And and that's that's what I would be asking with every single one of these players. For instance, if you didn't have uh, a Patterson in the backfield, then I think it's worth looking at some of the running backs that are out there. You would say, you know what, for a 28-year-old and Leonard Floyd, uh, excuse me, and Leonard Fournette, I might have an opportunity here. Kareem Hunt, he might have an opportunity here. But but that's, again, because of what I have and because of what I used at eight and because I have Tyler Algier, these veteran guys don't make a lot of sense for the Falcons just because of their current their situation in their running back room. It's going to be one incredible spring, one even better summer, one unbelievable fall. With Atlanta sports trips, there's a goal to take Atlanta and Georgia sports fans on the road to see their favorite teams play. You're a fan of the Bravos. You want to go with us to see the uh, good guys playing Wrigley Field. We have a trip for you August 4th, 5th, and 6th, which is a weekend. Picture Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Wrigley Field with one or two games options to see the Bravos and the Cubbies at Wrigley Field. A very cool meet and greet with Jeff Francoeur that's going to happen Saturday night after game two of that series. Overall, just a fabulous weekend. Now, there are also three Georgia trips up at atlsportstrips.com. A cool local trip bussing from Atlanta to Athens to see Georgia and the Gamecocks. A trip to Knoxville to see the Dogs in Tennessee. And a trip to Nashville, one of my favorite cities, to see Georgia play Vanderbilt. And we've got a Falcons trip planned for you. The Dirty Birds are going to be in New York against the Jets with a date to be determined. Atlanta United trip planned for you coming up memorial day weekend and a georgia tech trip to south florida to see miami so you are covered everybody is in all you have to do is book at atlsportstrips.com a 99 dollars deposit will guarantee your spot on any of the trips go to atlsportstrips.com today hey are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year well somebody's got to do it but that somebody doesn't have to be you at the Rose Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at rose-group.com. There are some iconic Atlanta brands that sum up our city perfectly, like Delta, Coca-Cola, and the Old Fourth Distillery. Well, great news, folks. Old Fourth Distillery is back, and they're better than ever. One of Atlanta's best-known brands is back under new ownership. Old Fourth Distillery has big things in store, for you in 2023. We're talking Atlanta-made vodka, 
Atlanta made gin, and Atlanta aged bourbon. You hear the theme there? Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. Old Fourth Distillery back to our roots using original recipes that Old Fourth was originally founded on. New owners, same brand, better products. Find Old Fourth brands available at most Atlanta retail locations or online at O4D.com. That's O4D.com. Old Fourth is Atlanta's first distillery since Prohibition. Find Southern Spirits established in 2014. Front office Los is with us, Carlos Medina, with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. The veterans also know that they read the room. That's why you got you you wait if you're a veteran after the draft to see what shakes out on these rosters. Post June one will be the next kind of uh, line of demarcation where teams will wait to see what kind of uh, veterans are out there. Los, I think one position is interesting to me, and that's wide receiver. The Falcons have a crowded room, but I think they could add one more vet who I don't. You know, it's got to it's got to sort of you know fit where he's not going to want a ton of targets, but he would fit right in, and you know, it's not a rookie or a young guy learning on the fly. Yeah, if you want to talk about who profiles like that, I don't believe that that's Jarvis Landry, but he's looking for an opportunity. I think that's a player who has been used to being a high volume guy. He'd want a lot of passes, but how about a player that was productive two years ago and it just didn't work out in their situation they were recently in? That's Kenny Galladay for mm-hmm. the New York Giants. Now he's a 29 year old. It's a veteran wide receiver. But it doesn't matter to Galladay if he gets targeted seven times or two times a game. That's that's one of those players that's out there. Another player who's out there, and, and I guess this is going to be about finding the right spot because he doesn't want to retire, is Julio Jones. I don't think it makes a lot of sense <laughs> here, but Julio Jones is out there. The rest of them out there, uh, you know, fit more of, of that, again, younger guy, maybe it makes sense. Former first-rounder Nikhil Harry, uh, he ended up being traded from the New England Patriots to the Chicago Bears. Uh, you've got a Demarcus Robinson who played in Baltimore last year. So there are some players, if you're looking for another veteran, and we know the M.O. right now, size if you got some size it might make sense for you around here that's why a lot of folks have pointed to Corey davis still with the jets in hopes that he might be let go because he's played for arthur smith before and there wouldn't be much of a learning curve but all you have to do is the math on the opportunity while i'm sure they want to be more balanced throwing the football this year they're not going to jump the number up exponentially where there are enough targets to go around in other words you're going to want kyle pitts to get his targets same thing with drake london his targets Bijan's going to eat targets now you're saying to other guys you're going to be more of bit roles like matt collins and scotty miller and john U. smith so whoever they were to bring in if they did would have to come in the understanding of you're not one of the top target guys there's a little bit of money and a more specific role for you yeah, like, for instance, if you are talking about that type of wide receiver, uh, you'll recognize the name, but it's a 33-year-old. It's T.Y. Hilton, and that's the role that he has played uh, over the last two years with Indianapolis and then with Dallas last year. It was the downfield. I'm playing about 15 snaps a game. I'm the outside home run hitter. Throw me the ball down the field. That that would be the idea of some of these guys that are June 1 players. I think also, in this case, if you're bringing in a depth player, and T.Y. Hilton's not going to play special teams, so that's the other Kind of, um, you know, you're, tr- you're trying to fit it in to the roster. And as I told you, right now there are 90 on the roster. They can finagle and play with that moving forward. I know there's a chance they talked about bringing back Rashawn Evans, kind of a veteran leader. Some of this is going to be play some snaps but be a mentor role. And I like the name you just gave in T.Y. Hilton, sort of a, a mentor role. You can do those two things, and it's not a comparison to the 2016 team itself. But Dwight Freeney, I think, had three and a half sacks when he played with the Falcons. But I'm absolutely 100% convinced there was a lot of Dwight that rubbed off on guys like Vic Beasley and other pass rushers that year because that role, it didn't cost you much and it fit in with snaps and having a voice in the room. 
Well, I'm hoping that a guy like Rashawn Evans last year, that's exactly the role, hopefully, that some of those young defenders got a chance to see. He's another one of those guys uh, that's still a free agent out there. He, along with like Zach Cunningham, who's mm-hmm. played years uh, with the Tennessee Titans, he's one of those guys out there. I, I think it's important, Matt, when you bring up these a lot of these guys, when, the, when it comes to post-June 1 guys, as we get into this next era of free agency, Unless you're a specialist, they don't really play a lot of special teams. It's it's funny when you see a name like Sammy Watkins, who feels like he's been in the league for 20 years. Sammy Watkins is a 30-year-old who's going to be who's a free agent right now. If you have snaps and it doesn't require him to play special teams, I'm sure he'd be interested. No, oh, and it would fit. But again, Matt Collins and Scotty Miller probably would play special teams. And again, you're going to need that in some differing capacities. I would also think the, think the Falcons will leave some money available for the knock on wood it doesn't happen but the ca- the camp injury or the injury you suffer in a preseason game where you have some funds left over and the way this is going there's a chance some of these names are going to still be out there by the time we get into the preseason because these vets they might want to just take a survey of all the, the best opportunities and not sign and show up for camp before they have to and keep in mind with the league rules the way it is set up if you are a vested veteran and you're on a roster you know, for, for week one of the season, your entire contract is guaranteed for the remainder of the year. That is why, even when you do suffer a camp injury, a lot of teams will wait to sign team, uh, to sign players the second week of the season so that basically they're a week-to-week player. And so that saves money. It also gives the options if the guy is burnt out, if he's not going to work out for you, you can move on and go find another one. Front office lows will always be a resource for us, especially the offseason never really slows down even after the draft, so he'll be along with us throughout the rest of the offseason. Los, thank you. See you, Matt. Thanks, everybody, so much for taking the time to listen to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. Thanks to our producer, Matt Lear, for his assistance with the program. He's the glue that keeps the operation running. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Atlanta. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.